Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. It's awesome that, you know, studying what we went into in this episode, studying psychology and like all of that, like I'm having conversations with you because you're going into the psychology of the characters in a script. Mm -hmm. And it's like really, and even as an actor, oh my God, the psychology that we go into studying our characters and understanding ourselves even I think as humans like it's interesting how do people work and what ticks and and now we learned a lot more how even law is this psychology that's behind it even more so and so personal I I think um yeah in this episode we really debunked like for my me at least I know you studied some of it but I think the I can I can be the average person hopefully sorry to speak for everyone but (laughs) like I don't know I just I don't I didn't I didn't know how much more in depth they really go to like from the start like dang we had on today um the lovely Nadia Davari she Mm -hmm. is an entertainment lawyer an experienced attorney whose practices bridges the diverse realms of technology, entertainment, new media, corporate, and business law. She works with a range of clients, including digital media companies, new business startups, tech companies, production companies, movie studios, television networks, investors, and talent representation. Um, I know that's like a really long list, but in in our interview, we do go into the entertainment law specifically that she works with in that division and with Mm -hmm. those types of clients. So you guys, you will be hearing more of that side, why you need one, when do you start hiring one and like how much more personal they are with you on a project and that they really are invested and they're there kind of to just kind of coach alongside of you. I, I can imagine how many instances that would really help Tessa and I as we begin Mm -hmm. more of our bigger projects and you know everything's a contract and you just really want to save yourself so I think we really like keep reiterating that throughout the entire episode but if um you're like me and didn't know that they really are so like it's it was just so cool to see how much more passionate and creative they are in a way too with their work Yeah. And don't skimp out on this episode. If you think like contracts are boring, like (laughs) listen to exactly why you need them to help you. Because especially actually, if you think contracts are boring, (laughs) you can hire someone to take care of that for you. And you need to, because you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) So (laughs) make sure you listen, make sure you learn from this episode. We love you guys. I hope you enjoy this one. 
Girl, have you listened to Hags yet? Oh my god, yes. Let's tell the fam about it. So, Hags is a weekly podcast dedicated to deconstructing and demystifying how society values gender by asking key questions like, for the love of God, why? <laughs> yep. And each episode begins by celebrating a boss-ass bitch from throughout history for tackling our ever-changing understanding of modern intersectional feminism through history, pop culture, current events, personal anecdotes, and embarrassing childhood stories. Co-hosts Riley Rose Critchlow and Nicole Wyland are frequently joined by special guests like Gates McFadden, Troyan Belisario, Gina Susanna, Liz Jenkins, Brianna Cuoco, Ioni Butler, Jazz Thornton, and Jen Mora from Voices of Hope, and many more. The show is produced by Alex Reeves and Point of Blue Studios. Follow them across the social medias at Hags Podcast for more. Welcome back, fam. Here today, again, we have the lovely Nadia Davari. Hello, Nadia. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hi, Carolina and Tessa. Thank you Hello. for coming on. Um, Nadia was introduced to us by Joe Williamson. We've had a few of his other clients on the show um, last season, if you guys remember. So we're a big fan of Joe. Thank you so much for sending Thank us awesome you. people, Joe. Um, but Nadia, you are our first lawyer on the show. Um, and entertainment law is something that Carolina and I are learning more slowly <laughs> about what it entails, but it's just, there's so much to know about it. And I feel like once you, you know, get to a point in your career or your films are getting to a point where like distribution, I mean, that seems like such a, a thing that everybody is like, oh, of course your film is going to be distributed. That's such a normal thing to know about, but like, that's all legal stuff that you need to have an expert for. So um, if you can kind of just, summarize for our listeners, especially those that may not be familiar with what entertainment law is, just broadly kind of what you cover. Okay. So like you mentioned, entertainment law is a very broad area. Um, it goes anywhere from what we call development, as you know, trying to get, a, you know, pull a project together and decide what you, it is you want to do to the production, right? And then it goes into the release and distribution of the project and then later on licensing it. And then uh, that's just making a project. Then you have, you can divide it by different um, genres, TV, and then that TV can become scripted, unscripted. Mm -hmm. Then you can go into film. Um, and then of course you have music law, which is a completely different area of law. Then you've got the digital distribution, digital content, and, you know, and then you've got the influencer world that is, you know, the newest area. You even have podcasts that are really doing well. Mm -hmm. And then you've got distribution in different um, mediums, you know, online, or you've got the distribution in theaters, which is, you know, it's a, it's kind of a, a area that is in trouble at the moment and the pandemic mm. is not really helping it and you've got television right so you can really split the area in in different ways um 
So that would be a broad stroke of <laughs> wow. What? It's already you're like listing it on and on. <laughs> There's so much within each little category. Mm-hmm. So then do you uh, focus on just one specific aspect of it? So I work with two other attorneys and um, the three of us come from slightly different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jackie does a lot of music law. She comes from uh, the recording business and Warner Chapel. And then um, I do a lot of the film and TV. And then and the other partner of ours, Kimberlina, does a lot of television. She does a little bit of litigation comes from a uh, corporate law litigation background Mm -hmm. so um yeah we between the three of us we kind of cover everything and um you know having done this business for a long time and have been working as an in-house what we call in-house lawyer where you're in-house in a very various different places as a lawyer you know stuff comes to you that you have to do. Oh, and by the way, another area would be animation. Mm-hmm. I didn't even mention animation. Wow. So that's another area of entertainment, which is slightly different than the rest. So, mm-hmm. of course, it's like so many different categories. You don't even like you forget that some of them even exist. So if someone's <laughs> looking for an entertainment lawyer is it up to the client to then like really make sure they're they're finding the right kind of entertainment lawyer or that's a conversation you would have when you reach out to a firm how does like how does a filmmaker I guess because we're we're more focused on for the independent filmmakers probably making short films or like just feature films maybe we could touch on tv scripted you know yeah so in in the indie world mm-hmm. is either mostly you know um uh features right or maybe you know doing uh digital content mm-hmm. or um somewhat sometimes even uh unscripted or documentaries right mm-hmm. so um it's much more difficult as you probably know to do television independently right. and they're very oh, yeah. we, don't have to, we don't have to get into that but um yes so if you're in the in the world and you're trying to find a lawyer you want to make sure you're working with someone who has experience in the indie world because it's a different beat so you got to be more versatile you got to be more creative to put the deals together and work with different people and you know um be more flexible and come up with solutions right right so and a lot of it has to do with the attorney's background and also it's a personal relationship that you need to feel comfortable with that lawyer you Mm -hmm. know it's kind of like picking a doctor or uh, you know somebody that you're going to be working with on a long-term basis and you probably don't want to change them too much through your career so you want to feel somebody who thinks like you if you want somebody really aggressive I don't really recommend it in this area or if you want someone who is you know easier to talk to or you know you you just kind of have to see who you like and how you get along with um, and then also make sure that they have the right experience for the kind of things that you're looking to do Mm -hmm. yeah I mean that all totally makes sense it's like there's 
so much involved with every single film that you want somebody that, you know, is familiar with the film and familiar with you. And, you know, it's, it's like bringing in a therapist after you've shared your life story and then you got to tell it again to somebody new, like you don't want to do that. Um, And what, like, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. If we're just talking about production legal, like doing the legal work on a movie, mm-hmm. it is a ton of work. It's very intense. Even on the lawyer side, there's a lot, a lot of moving parts. So, you know, you want to know, make sure that the person has the experience and you like the lawyer and they've got the bandwidth, you mm-hmm. know, to dedicate the time to do the project with you. Yeah. You know, oh, wow. For that time period. Well, I guess. Oh, sorry, Tessa, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, I feel like um, it's stressed to indie filmmakers a lot that you need a good entertainment lawyer, but it's not always stressed for what. (laughs) So like, can you kind of tell us specifically what it is that um, you help your clients cover when they're creating a film? So it's funny. Um, I can think of so many people who have said to me, uh, you know, oh, but this is my friend. We're just getting together and we're going to make a movie. And why do we need all these documents and all this paperwork? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, within five or six months, they come back and say, oh, yes. OK, yeah, <laughs> we need it. Right. And and uh, um, it's think of in a movie Let's talk about a movie mm-hmm. now, right now. Yeah, that works. When you create content, it becomes intellectual property. It's an IP, piece of IP. It's a piece of property, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like a house where you, when you want to sell it, you have to have the chain of title and you have to know who the owners were and what happened down the, you know, down the line of from the time it was built till now. It's the same thing with the movie. Anybody who contributes to that project, unless you've got the right documentation and agreements, then the ownership becomes questionable. So you need to have a lawyer who drafts all those agreements, Mm -hmm. lays out the roles and responsibilities of people, and you're all on the same page with the people that you're working with. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I know like we've, um, we've tried to learn a little bit about contracts in general, but obviously that's like way beyond our level of expertise. Um, we even talked about them in season one, I believe that was right, Carolina with Victoria, um, that it's like, it's just, it's so hard to navigate through all of those things as a filmmaker of what you need and what needs to be covered. But I mean, is that something, I guess, you as like say we wanted to hire you for a film that we created so would we get a hold of you kind of in the very beginning and say hey like t- <laughs> tell us now you know what needs to be covered as the opposed sooner to the back. better yeah the See, that's something the i don't then, think most filmmakers know at all no you, you have to do it from, from the, the start beginning. and i would have from never known that so thank you 100 percent. <laughs> so um i there's so many things to consider with that first of all you might think that you have an understanding of how the relationship might work with somebody who helped you write the script Mm -hmm. or somebody who's working on your project as a producer or a director, whatever it may be. But what they're thinking might be very different than what you're thinking, Mm -hmm. right? And then when you have the lawyer, the lawyer can do that negotiation and that documentation and write those agreements for you and um, kind of get to the bottom of what's going on mm-hmm. and what people's expectations are. 
and how this relationship is going to work out. So that's kind of why you want to have the lawyer involved from the beginning. And then it's, it's much more difficult to try and go back and find the people who were working on your project. And maybe now they've already been paid to get them to sign a document or, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, doing it ahead of time avoids a lot of things that could go wrong during the project. Maybe in negotiating the agreement, you realize that they have expectations that you're not really, you know, feeling comfortable with, and you might want to decide to pick someone else to do, a, you know, a role or be, you know, performing a service or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then those contracts um, not only tie in with just the producers, but it's like when you, like you will help write up contracts for the cinematographers and directors and all of them, all everybody, of them. everybody, even the lo- location agreement, even if you have vendors or post wow. house, mm-hmm. special effects, anybody who comes around this project you need to have the documentation. Then there's IP issues involved as well. Mm-hmm. So you might have to get get it registered with the copyright office. And then music, if you're using music, are you getting somebody to write the music for you? Are you licensing the music? And then you've got to do your clearances, you know, like this shot behind me, you probably don't want to have it without clearing the rights, mm-hmm. right? Right. right. <laughs> you should, you probably all know this because you're filmmakers you went to film school actually right, but we didn't uh, we, yeah we actually didn't go to film we school. did not go um, to film school and that's why we have this podcast because we bring in people from all kinds of backgrounds who went to film school who mm-hmm. yeah like got their master's in writing or whoever and then next thing but then there's so there's a larger group now that we're seeing that didn't go to film mm-hmm. school because you can really create anything nowadays yeah. on your phone mm-hmm. and there's so many resources so again like having you on the show is amazing because a lot of us are just trying to understand it on your own and using resources like this podcast to like be like oh shit (laughs) I like really need to rethink this because there's a lot of involved and it sounds like you really mitigate um everyone's expectations in a way that maybe helps better the relationship of all parties that are involved on a project well you know think of it this way instead of creating liability for yourself or uh, a lawsuit at the end Mm -hmm. you get it all down in writing in the beginning Mm -hmm. and you avoid a lot of those problems and uh, you know it's better to kind of come to an understanding from the beginning than wait till the end which our goal is to prevent any of those things from happening and sometimes people say oh a lawyer is so expensive I don't want to spend the money I'm thinking, and then the answer to that is try not having a lawyer and see how expensive it is to go into litigation. Right. I was just going to say something along those lines too. It's like, it's so much of it seems like common sense, right? Like you want to cover all those grounds before you ever have to, before you have to think about it. But at the same time, yeah, it is expensive to hire a lawyer, but like, that's why we uh, made our production company an LLC, you know, yes, that costs money for taxes every year, but like, it was worth it to save ourselves from what could happen. You know, I mean, it's the same reason any of us have insurance, health insurance, all of that, you know, it is way more expensive not to have a lawyer. There's a reason why there are so many lawyers who do what I do. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And why you need entertainment lawyers, because uh, problems will 
come of it. This is not the first time anybody has made a movie and it's not going to be the last time. And, you know, you can't reinvent the wheel. You got to do it a certain way, uh, you know, according to certain steps. Yeah. So. Do you, I'm just curious, do you have any like horror stories of clients that have come to you like, oh my God, now I'm, you know, stuck in this predicament. I, I need your help. I should have done it earlier. <laughs> many, 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 yeah. many, many. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what, what the block is with talking with a lawyer. The lawyer can become or should be, you know, mm-hmm. your secret weapon, your, your, your best friend you know, not in the literal sense, but, yeah. you know, um, you're a confidant and someone who is helping you achieve what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, and someone so, who sticks with you, well, again, why you say to do it from the beginning is they're with you through that entire journey and, and till even distribution, I'm sure. So like they really, all the way, all the all way. way. Yeah, I think the the biggest um, block that uh, is people don't want to spend money, mm-hmm. right? But I think that's a short-sighted view. And I'm not saying that because I'm a lawyer. I'm saying that because <laughs> it's, it's really, you know, it goes down that way. Yeah. Maybe you can, you know, work with your lawyer and say, hey, you know, this budget of this project is this. Could you cut us a deal? Can you, mm. you know can we pay you on the back end or whatever, you know, when the movie's made, or maybe we pay you more on this project, you know, on this project, you know, you can work with us. So you can work out a way, but that becomes a part of the budget of the movie, the cost of doing business, Mm -hmm. the cost of making the movie. And I love that you said confidant, because I think in a way, if you establish that relationship with the right entertainment lawyer, that they really can have your back when you really need it and they're looking out for you they're really looking out for you the lawyer is really looking out for you so um yeah yeah you want to have that that person in your corner yeah and because then like I would imagine like who knows like then if you do really need it it could be on another project you just have that person in your back pocket I feel Mm -hmm. like that's such a like you you're kind of positioning it in a way of relief like it's your first aid kit you know they're there you can they know you it's not like some okay now I have a random stranger I have to call and get them to work with me and they don't know me and now I sound like a hot mess (laughs) (laughs) well but also if you're working with people who've been in the business um it gives you legitimacy because Mm -hmm everybody's going to have a lawyer. Exactly. And no one's going to do their own stuff. It's just not, it's just not how it's done. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you just can't do it. It's not even, you know, we went to school for three years of law school and then we spent all this time doing it, you know? So there's a lot to cover and there's a lot to know and a lot to watch out for. Yeah. You've got your all the producing. You've got to do all the writing. You've got to do all the creative decisions you have to make. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have to worry about that as well, right? Right. So true. Yeah, and I think it's important too that you mentioned like again, we all know lawyers cost money, but like put it in your budget from the start, (laughs) you know, like that's so important. I mean, it's like marketing was a big thing that um, thankfully we learned early on, but not as early on as we could have to include that in your budget to start, you know, don't think about, don't just, you know, budget for the film and then 
after it's done, you know, six months down the line, oh shit, I have no money left over to make a trailer. I have no money left over to advertise. Like same way with an entertainment lawyer, just plan for that in your budget from the very beginning. That's right. So it's just part of doing the business, the cost of doing business. Yeah. That's all. If you think of it that way, I think it will make it a lot less painful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just part of the business plan for the project. It's putting on that business brain. That's tough for creative sometimes, but it's all important for sure. Yeah. And would you say the rates would vary per project per, I mean, obviously per lawyer, but are we like so talking- different ways of you? You're asking me how can we work with an attorney, yeah. right? And what so to there, expect? But is it as scary well, as everyone makes it sound? <laughs> um, yes, lawyers are expensive, but because it takes time to do work and it takes training to do the work, and the lawyer has spent many hours and many days and many years to be able to give you the advice that you're asking and they've had to pay for their law school and their undergrad too so they've got to pay for all of that right so that's why it's expensive um but yes there there could be a range of what different lawyers charge uh either hourly or per project basis or a flat rate, you know, and then those are the things that you would talk with your lawyer, but, um, you know, you should respect other people for the work they do and uh, the amount of uh, time they have to spend and their training. Mm -hmm. So, and they should be compensated for that, just like anyone else. Like no one's going to come and work on your project and be the cinematographer if you don't pay them. No one's going to write the project for you or no one is going to become the director or write the music, right? Absolutely. So why are you expecting that from the lawyer and you feel like the lawyer is a superfluous thing that is not really adding to your project, but, you know, think of it if you didn't have it, all the things that could go wrong. No, I think that's really important that you you just put that in the forefront because there's a reason why their cost is there. And it's, again, like what you said earlier, to save you from the bigger headaches that could happen, like the more money you'd have to spend for something you didn't cover. Yeah. You don't want to be in litigation. That is way more expensive and so much, so emotionally draining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of do the stuff up front, which will be a fraction. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. No, I love that. Um, is there any? Yeah, most generally will be much less expensive. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. What advice would you give to a filmmaker who wants to approach um, a lawyer? Is there like some, but the best practice questions that they can, they can ask to make sure that they're going to 
be with the right fit. Right. So um, you want to talk, you know what? It's, I think after you want to tell the lawyer what kind of work you're trying to do and then ask them about their experience and what they've done. Mm-hmm. So that That's would be step one. number one. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like what projects have they worked on before and, you know, um, what kinds of places have they been before? Mm, that's and huge. Then, that's something I probably wouldn't like think to really ask them about, you know, sure. that's, that's really great. And then ask them, how do they get compensated? Do they do project by project or hourly or a blend, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. And then, um, I think you can, you know, after a conversation or two, you can see if you have a rapport with that person, right? Right. And how you feel about how they approach problems or, you know, negotiating deals or mm-hmm. agreements and you get a feel for it. Yeah, that all makes sense. I mean, it's it's really like you said, it's making sure you're comfortable with someone, making sure they suit you as, you know, someone that you're doing business with and then the, to make sure that they suit your project as well. Yeah, totally makes sense. And I'm curious too, just kind of your personal journey, Nadia, like what made you want to go into law? Was it, did you want to do entertainment and decided you wanted to go to legal side of that? Or did you know you wanted to do law and then decided on entertainment? How did that all happen? Well, my background is completely off the left field, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) I was a molecular biology major. I was a Mm pre-med at UCLA. And then I um, changed directions completely. I went to law school. And then uh, at USC, I decided that I really wanted to do this kind of law. You know, I took a couple of classes. USC is very entertainment heavy. You know, we've got the best film school in the nation. And um, we had classes taught by attorneys who practice entertainment law. And then in the business school, we could take classes on the business of entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And then, you know, I uh, I was very lucky. I got a, a law clerkship position right when I was in law school at a firm, small firm that does this, you know, entertainment law. And then it just kind of uh, went in that direction. Yeah. That's awesome. I love hearing those stories that it's just kind of like, you know, I was doing something completely different and then discovered this and pivoted. That's really fun. What, uh, I thought, yeah, that's just so crazy. Like pre-med, like that, was there just a moment that really were just like, yeah, like, it sounds like it just kind of like shifted in your head. Well, you know, it's not that different, and I tell you how. Um, so a patient, you're dealing with their health, right? And my clients, I'm dealing with, you know, they're creating something and they're building something. So you're a counselor, right? In in different ways, ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So um, and and you know, you wind up having the confidences of your patients or your clients and kind of helping them make the right decisions or navigate or make sense of and explain and analyze. So in a broad perspective, it's the same kind of relationship just for different situations. Mm -hmm. 
if that makes any sense. It does. Yeah, it does. So you're not dealing with people's health, but as a lawyer, you're dealing with people's livelihoods or their, you know, um, if you're family law attorneys with their most private, intimate relationships, or if you're an estate planning attorney with how they're going to, you know, uh, divvy up their wealth after they're, you know, afterward, after they're gone, or, you know, if you're a criminal attorney, you could save, literally save their lives, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yeah. From perishing, or even if you're a medical malpractice or workers' comp, you know, you can have such a profound effect on other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a sense. really great way of putting it. And I, I love the intimate kind of more relationship like you have with a doctor that like, that's why I, that's probably why you compared it to one right from the start. It's like having that family doctor that you go to for years. Cause they, they really know you on a more intimate level and what you're dealing with. So I see, yeah. And they can help you navigate as you're trying to make your projects and the lawyer will know the different players in town and know you and kind of you know, maybe you shouldn't go this way. Maybe you should consider going that way. You know, that kind of a thing. I yeah. love that. I never see it. That's what's so great with having you on. Cause I would never think that it would be <laughs> so, um, like a counselor, like so personal, hands on. so personal. totally hands on a lot of entertainment lawyers wind up becoming producers or mm-hmm. they, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're almost a de facto producer. Yeah. I don't know why that's like ingrained in my head that like lawyers are these scary people that you only come to to deal with things. You know what I mean? About litigators. Yeah. Thinking about litigators. (laughs) Probably. And that's why I love, again, that you're here because it's just kind of like debunks all all those thoughts and like how much more of a counselor you guys really are. Because especially if you're not, didn't go to business school and, and are navigating through this entire crazy world of production that we do it's like so great to have someone who has that mindset you know well you like you said you focus on the creative and you Mm -hmm. allow your brain to go there and then you have someone else come in and can really work with you on that and you're emotionally invested in your projects right Right. but um the lawyer can keep clear and and make decisions that may be uh, more um you know analytical mm-hmm. and guide you so in that you way somebody who, who can kind of step back and look at the situation and tell you like it is yeah mm-hmm. you know funny enough fun fact about myself um I started off as pre-law and ended up majoring in psychology which is what I have my degree in and clearly didn't pursue either of those things and I'm now in filmmaking, but that's kind of funny because that all now kind of ties in and totally makes sense. So my life is not as crazy and messy as I thought it was then. That's really funny. No, yeah, no, absolutely not. And you need psychology in whatever you do. Mm -hmm. You know, I think half of what we do as lawyers is try and understand what our clients really are saying or what they really are wanting and what the other side is really saying and wanting and how to get there. Yeah. So you can't go wrong with that degree. Yeah. And I think that's, I like how you just said that too, like what they're really saying, what they're really wanting. Cause I think there's so many times when like us as filmmakers just feel like, you know, we want to do this thing or we want to have this something be a part of our movie, but like, we don't know how to do it. We don't know 
where the legalities lie with it or, you know, all of that stuff. So I think that's, and it can become overwhelming. Exactly. There's just so much to consider, like, you know, exactly. Yeah. You want to divide responsibilities and put the people who are best at what they do to do those things. Just like you don't want to perform all the uh, different tasks on your project. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to have someone who knows and who's a professional in that area kind of deal with that. Yeah. Um, So we've talked a lot about like what our filmmaking audience can expect when working with an entertainment lawyer. Um, but I'm also, if there's anybody listening that that's a track they want to follow with their career, um, I guess kind of what can they expect to be doing? Um, I mean, we've talked about like what, what your job covers, but you, I'm assuming kind of work almost on retainer for certain companies as well, as opposed to just individual projects, like kind of, I guess just that, like what to expect as an entertainment lawyer. Um, well, I would really, if anybody's considering it, I would really, um, uh, try and encourage them to, see the reasons why they're doing it mm-hmm. because it's not as as sexy as it sounds mm-hmm. you know it's <laughs> hard work just like I'm sure you both can attest that making a movie is not sexy mm-hmm. it's just a lot of hard work yeah amen sis. so and frustration and you know all the other things so same thing with what I do mm-hmm. And um, you have to analyze why you really want to do it. That's really important. Um, And uh, as far as what fields you can go to, uh, a lot of entertainment lawyers work in law firms or in studios and companies for companies. Depends on how, you know, what you want to do or if you want to go into litigation. So you're going to court and you're litigating cases or you want to do transactional, you know, making a deal and Mm -hmm. drafting Mm -hmm. up the agreements. It just depends. So broadly speaking, those are the different things that you can consider doing. Makes sense. I'm learning so much (laughs) from this. No, I'm glad. Yeah, and same here. And like I said, I, you've like kind of debunked what an entertainment lawyer really handles. I, I really thought maybe it was just paperwork and then handling the hard stuff. And like, there's no like real relationship. And it's amazing to see that how invested you are. And I, and I can tell like you're in it for those reasons, you know, to help mm-hmm. the creative and to help them get their project where they want it to be. And that's so great to have someone in your ear and there's a price to pay for it, but it's like, it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I can tell you, uh, me and the lawyers that I know and my two partners, we get deeply invested. You know, it becomes something that we're rooting for too. Yeah. Yeah. You can't not feel that way about it. You know, the money is not, enough to be uh, a um the sole reason of uh you know why you want to do this yeah you know it can be the sole incentive because it's just too much work and and not enough money for it even as the lawyer side um and um it's a lot of frustration and hit and go just like you know making a movie it's the same thing you're in it you're in it with with your client. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Like producer, director can sound like a sexy title for sure too. I love that you said that. And it's like, 
there's a lot <laughs> that goes into it that's not so sexy. Um, but we we love fact, what we it do. Not sexy at all, right? In fact, I would say it's not really sexy at all. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, just a lot of stress. <laughs> it's just a lot of hard work. <laughs> But it, it does feel empowering in a way. And that's sexy to me. Like to be like, I was in charge of this project accomplished. And, and accomplished. And that's what's sexy to be like, that was, that was me and my team or whoever. Like, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And so like, I, but you can have that in any, that's not limited to what we do. Right. Right. right? Absolutely. The, the that can be in any role. Right absolutely accomplishment and empowerment and that's why it's not good to just root your you know root your foundation for success based on the financial success we all hope that that's what comes with it but 100 percent that that is the most probably the most important uh takeaway Right, right. And I feel like a lot of you filmmakers out there, I, I know you guys feel for it too. It's a lot of time it really isn't for the money. And, and that's why it kind of stands out. You know, we hope we all get paid at the end of the day. And that's why it is important to pay your crew, your staff, your the people partnering with you. Um, because we all, we all want to get paid to do this. But if you're getting into business to do producing entertainment law, it sounds very similar. Like, it's, it's a lot of hard work. You have to know why you're doing it. And I love that you kind of posed that question, you know, as if you're thinking about doing it, like, what are the reasons? And mm-hmm. um, I, I love that. And yeah, you definitely, I, I've even Googled it before entertainment law. I was like, yeah, sounds like I can make some good money doing this. And I looked, <laughs> I'd looked just a tiny paragraph of what that all does. And I was like, nope, not for me. <laughs> it's okay. We will get the monies another way. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're right. It's, it's funny that you said um, a lot of entertainment lawyers do end up falling into producing. And I, I do see like where that can kind of connect, but yeah, you have to really be in that world. And I'm more content creator world with the producing. So that's where I was like, that's my passion. I'm going to stay there, you know, stay in that lane. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, um, but I love that you, that's, that's an intelligent person who's self-aware. Mm-hmm. For our listeners that are looking um, to hire an entertainment lawyer, where could they learn more about you and your firm and or other ones as well like where's a good place to search should you just google entertainment lawyers like what's how do you find them to begin with well i'm really easy you just go to www.nadiadavari.com perfect (laughs) everything is right there perfect amazing i love that um but yes you can google Entertainment lawyers mostly tend to be in Los Angeles and New York, and I would say even more so in LA than New York. Sure. And and you want to, there are attorneys who are in different geographical areas and, and very good, but you'll just have, there's a greater number of, of to, to choose from, mm-hmm. I should say. In you know in in LA and mainly in West LA. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
yeah, just spend a little time, just like anything else, looking up and then talking to your friends and talking and talking to the lawyer and, you know, um, if you do a little bit of research, it should become apparent mm. how you feel and how that person is and get a feel for it. And you no, know, no one's going to charge you for the first conversation. So you'll get a better, you know, understanding of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Makes that's, sense. that's nice to hear too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like, okay, charging you right from the start. This is it. Mm-hmm. So that's good to know, like take those meetings and really like feel, you know, if that's going to be a good fit or not. Yeah. You don't want to abuse the other person either. You want to, you don't want to keep calling because imagine if the lawyer had 10 free calls a day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It reminds me like as an actor of like contacting agents and interviewing with agents and finding the right agent Mm. for you. You know, it's like they're working all day, every day. You don't want to bother them any more than you need to, but you do need to have that conversation and make sure you guys are a good fit because you're working for each other. So it's, yeah, it's it's a very similar thing. Yeah. Yeah, It's a very uh, intimate, it becomes a very intimate and personal relationship. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then I don't know um, if you're more of a private person or not, but if there was anything social media wise or anything like that, that you wanted to promote or share, you're more than welcome to as well. Oh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook and you can find me on uh, Instagram. Awesome. Nadia Davari. That's easy. (laughs) And we'll put it in the show notes, guys, too. Um, if you any of you guys need me i'm happy to be a resource like i said we don't you don't go into this area of law just for the sake of money yeah absolutely i don't think you can do anything for just money I the people that and, do and are the at least find ones. i was just gonna say and not find happiness right. you, like i i truly believe you will be your happiest when you're not seeking that as your like reason to do anything so it's it's Actually, I love that you say that. And um, those are the people we want to be in business with, you know, that it's not, okay, I just want the money. I want the paycheck and I'm done. Like, I don't want to hire anybody who's after that. It it just doesn't work that way because uh, you couldn't pay me enough for all the work I do. Right. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it goes to, uh, you know, hiring exactly like your staff, like your your can't your dp your cinematographer like i want them to be invested in the project otherwise then i don't really want to do business because then you won't care for the little things that right. you know we're looking for so i think that just i love that it goes the same thing into working with you nadia and i love your passion for mm-hmm. it um that's really inspiring to hear that you know it it just bleeds into all sides of production like even someone as yourself you want someone who's cares and like in it for you and for the benefit of you and your project. Cause they're excited about it. It sounds like you're just as creative, just on a different way, you know, mm-hmm. in a different oh, way. Yeah. yeah. And I come from a creative background. My mom is an artist. She paints oh, amazing. You know, and I've been involved that. in music all my life. So yeah. I love nice. that. And thank you for extending that to us. Um, we will definitely keep you in our corner. <laughs> yeah, you're on knows. our contact list of legal. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. 
We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the FemFam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.